Frosty the Snowman was a jolly, happy soul. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the 2016 12 Days of Christmas Special Specials, or a 12 Days of a Christmas Carol, the Massive Attack Podcast. <laughs> That's a That's a long title. <laughs> okay, so day two. Yesterday we, we went very in-depth to what is a Christmas Carol. Yes. What makes up the story and the 1951 version. Today we're going a little bit shorter to make it easier on you. We don't have to go into the story anymore. Yes, you personally, Joe, and all the <laughs> listeners out there. We are doing the 1983, I believe. Yes. Oh. Before I go any further, hello, Joe, and welcome. Welcome. How's your Christmas going? Yeah, so Are you shopping so doing all right? Yeah, doing we're pretty getting good. close. Ordered a couple of things online, so we're stressing out that they're uh, not going to arrive, but we're doing big, okay. That's a big worry. All right. Excellent, excellent. So, 83. Now, this is one of your faves. You, when when we, we broached the subject of doing a 12 Days of Christmas Carol, this is one you wanted in. Well, this is something that we had thrown around a few times previous years when we were doing Christmas. I've always said, maybe we could do the Mickey Mouse Christmas. And, and I always pooed on it, I'm sure. Well, there's this one, and there's also another one that's kind of a, a Mickey Mouse O. Henry sort of story, where mm-hmm. Mickey sells his harmonica to buy a, a ribbon for Minnie's hair, and then Minnie cuts her hair off so she can sell it to buy a box for the harmonica. Yep. And that's the other the Mickey Mouse Christmas special that seems to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. But I can remember watching the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol a fair bit when I was younger. So, 83, I would have been sort of 12, 11, 12 sort of Christmas. Yep. And I think I've probably seen this a lot, but I hadn't seen it very recently. So, I, I probably saw it almost every Christmas for a, a span of a few years. And then I don't think I saw it again yeah, until I don't just think now. I've seen it. I don't remember it. I'm, I'm looking at the images and stuff. I was like, yeah, they look familiar, but I couldn't tell you. No, so basically it's pretty much the same normal Christmas Carol story. It's a half hour long, so it's punchy. It doesn't go into anywhere near the details of of the other versions, obviously. So we've got Scrooge McDuck playing Ebenezer Scrooge. Which obviously is, he's based on that character, so that makes a lot of sense. I'm surprised it took this long to do it. Yeah, we've got Donald Duck playing his nephew Fred. Mickey Mouse is playing the Bob Cratchit role. Mm -hmm. And Goofy comes along as the the ghost of Marley. Yep. And the door knocker. So they tropes they, they've got that bit right they have scrooge going home and hearing the ghost and hearing the the rattling chains and seeing goofy's face in the door knocker going, oh, it's marley sort of thing yep i don't know i don't know how well this holds up watching it again now after i've watched some other christmas carols again it's kind of like well they really glossed over the story yeah it, it's very disney in that way scrooge mcduck is great like he's he's fine he's that character he was born to play really yeah. i'm not a big mickey fan that way so i don't have that empathy for his bob cratchit because no. i'm not a not a mickey fan it, it's funny because growing up it was you were either a disney kid or you're a looney tunes kid yeah and i think both of us are more oh, gosh, looney yeah. tunes so yeah but one thing that i really got a good laugh out of is this is when fred first comes and invites him to dinner he's talking to scrooge Which and he's like donald, oh yeah. Uh, yeah so donald comes up donald being a duck yes. and scrooge being a duck coming up to his uncle scrooge and saying come to dinner we're having chestnut stuffed goose and i was thinking well they're ducks why would they want to be eating eating a goose for Christmas dinner. Well, no, as long but, as they're not eating ducks, I guess it's okay. Well, it's still pretty close, though. Goose, well, ducks. Fowl is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> See? Oh, anyway. it's a poultry joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a poultry joke. <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> anyway, so, Scrooge goes home. Here's the ghosts. 
He's eating his bowl of soup that he was warming up on the on the fire, same as you do in most versions of this. And the ghost comes along and he's like, you know, it's not a ghost, it's just indigestion. Again, trope that we see in everyone. So Goofy tells him, you know, change your ways, you're going to be met by the other three ghosts. And it, I mean, it is a kid's cartoon, essentially. So yeah. there's, tri- there, there's jokes in there. So you've got, it's really good representation having an animated ghost of Jacob Marley. So you're well, really you seeing do- the change, you can do a lot with yeah. it. And it's very animated. He's got the, he's got the tape, you know, the um, handkerchief holding his jaw closed and everything. But they throw in gags where he gets the chain stuck and things like that and he trips over. So it is kidified and they are playing it for jokes as well. So it sort of takes you out because I'm so into the story now watching it. This is the first time and looking for to hit their marks and they're going and hitting jokes instead. I'm like, oh, but that's not what I wanted. So it, it was interesting in that way. Yeah, so they have Jimmy Cricket comes in as the ghost Christmas past and takes him back to his youth. You don't see a lot of him at school. It's very brief. This yeah, well, it's only 30, like yeah. 31 minutes long. Though. So this is when you're at school. This is when you're working for Fizzywig. And there's, yeah, the usual cast of Disney thousands in the background. It's like... Who's who of Disney. Who's who of Disney, yeah. Yeah. So Daisy is playing the love interest from when he was younger and they call her Isabel in this version rather than Belle. Slight change to the, the plot. And the same sort of thing, you sort of see that he's, he's more in love with his, again, yeah. Yeah, more in love with his money than he is with having a relationship with his future wife, fiance. And yeah, he shows him his past, doesn't like it. They jump to the ghost of Christmas present, who is played by the giant that's in a lot of the Mickey Mouse things. Yep. I can't remember what his actual name is, but it's the general Disney giant. Obviously Mickey Mouse is Bob Cratchit they're a little bit softer handling the idea that Tiny Tim will probably die being mm. the fact that it is aimed at kids yeah. they, obviously they do they do say it that you know what happens to Tiny Tim but they don't they, they don't do the whole you know why doesn't he die and get rid of the surplus population line that you've seen in other versions yeah. so yeah that is a bit softer I guess and then when the ghost of Christmas yet to come turns up again that's in that sort of Disney Sleepy Hollow sort of scariness it's not quite as full on as it could be, as it could be. Yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I, as I said, I, I saw this a lot when I was younger, and I had a lot of fond memories for it. But looking at it now, but I mean, the I'm just looking at it, watching it again now, and then you have literally got the scene which isn't done in most. It's just Bob Cratchit coming home saying, "I found a lot." Where yeah. you got Mickey Mouse putting a walking stick on a tombstone in this one. Yeah, so that's pretty heavy. I mean, everything else is subtle. That one's sort of like the oh fuck, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like it really is. It's sort of like wow, okay. And then and then it goes on, and you're in the the graveyard, and you get the whole. He is Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the Ghost of Christmas future in this one is is he's like one of the bad guys whenever they have like a like an underwear like a like not the beagle boys but they're sort of the one of those it's yeah. sort of like he, he doesn't he's still a dude in the cloak but it's got a bit more of a personality this time there's more of a face and there's sort of a character to it yeah and then obviously we go through the same steps that the ghost shows in the gravestone they talk about the death of Scrooge and how he's going to change his ways and then we wake up and it's Christmas morning and he's happy yeah but as yeah I, I, I think the fact that it is based always aimed at kids they can't really go as far as some of the other versions no and they're, they're also playing with the knowledge that you understand who Donald is you know Scrooge you know Mickey so they're sort of playing on them to a level as well so merging those two together they, they succeed and they get to they hit you over the head with everything you need to be done because it's like it 
at its pure essence, it's a redemption story. It's a person who's lost their way. They used to have fun. They forgot the how. They Their priorities became focused on money. Yep. And it's reminded that family is more important. Now, this is all back to Dickens saying, we've lost our way. There is poverty. There's people without work. There's families who are going without food. There's people starving. And we are not doing the right thing by them. There are, and it's the, the whole thing about poor houses, you know, they at the start when the people come being asking for money for donations for the poor houses and for the workhouses. Yeah, and he's like, my taxes pay for those. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. And it's all, this is what this is why he wrote it. This is why Charles Dickens wrote it. So that redemption is there. It's sort of like, what's important about Christmas and what's important about life? And we need to focus about that. So it does hit those, but there are so many elements that, that are cool that I, I really love this story and I'm loving it more and more the more I watch. And yeah. they really could have done so much with and they didn't, I suppose. Like the Ghost Christmas present, he was a giant. He didn't get old. He's, the idea is he's meant to get old. He, he he is born on the day, the start of the day, and he dies at the end. Yeah. And so he is meant to get older as the day progresses with Scrooge. Mm. And, and they, they obviously didn't do the two kids hiding under the no. robe in this version. <laughs> no. So, yeah, it's interesting in that way. I mean, it's a, it's a fine half hour. I suppose. In that way, you know, you watch it, it's done. It, it, it hits all the marks that you're used to with The Christmas Carol. If you're a Disney fan, it's fine. The animation, I must say, is very, very good. Yeah. But I was surprised when you told me it was 83. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Because I thought it was earlier and I thought it was very good. But yeah, no, yeah. No, it's, and I, I think by that stage, a couple of the famous Disney voices had died and they, they were just starting with the newer people. I think the guy that did Goofy's voice for years had died and this was like the new Goofy. Okay. I'd never but, really yeah. noticed. Yeah. But... Yeah, it, it's good for what it is, but it doesn't hold up compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, but we oh. are older. Yeah. And exactly. we're not the target anyway. audience. Exactly. But that's it for us. That's it for Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol from 1983. And that's it for episode two of Massive Attack Presents A 12 Days of a Christmas Carol. So Specials. 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 So that's a good night from me. And a good night from him. And we'll be back tomorrow with another movie. Ooh. We're going with the 1984. 1984. Sex crimes. <laughs> Nothing to do with Christmas, really. But yes, we're back tomorrow with the 1984 George C. Scott at yeah. Christmas Carol. So Alrighty. until then, to Bye. <laughs>